get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do this Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Well, g'day and welcome to our premium episode. I don't know how many we've done now, Joel. It's in the millions anyway and may well be in the billions and trillions because that's what we'll be talking about today on this premium episode. Mm. Millions and trillions of dollars being wasted on lefty woke madness. Well, that's upsetting. Maybe I should go and shoot some uh, stock certificates with an AK-47 uh, <laughs> rifle. That you bought for your own protection. Yes. And <laughs> firstly, we just wanted to say before we start on millions and millions of trillions, uh, is uh, we just wanted to say um, uh, a very big thank you to all of our premium uh, or patrons, our, yeah, our premium guys. listeners. Uh, we love you all. Of course, uh, we see you. Many of you come into our Zoom shows, and uh, we have always have good chats. Um, but yeah, we are talking about the world of ESG. Yes. What is so, ESG, Joel? Let's kick off with the definition, because yes, we can use acronyms until fucking cows come home, and our listeners are like, "What the fuck are you on about?" Yeah. It is environmental, social, and governance, and it's like a score. So yes. it's, like, it's sort of like, you know, investing metric, which is used to screen said investments. And it bases this this score on corporate policies and generally encourages companies to act responsi- uh, responsibly because companies will seek out companies with high ESG or like uh, funds that um, invest in stocks. You can say, oh, we, we invest in high ESG stocks and go, oh, they employ chicks. Actually, awesome. every major corporate finance business, banks, etc., will have an ESG department now. Yeah, and there'll be like a sort of, you know, like a general sort of metric. And to be honest, that to me is a good idea. It sounds like a good idea because companies behaving ethically is a good fucking thing. It's not a good idea, Joel. It's not. Oh. It's lefty woke nonsense that is destroying the economy and driving global inflation. Uh. That you, we won't attribute to the Russian invasion of Ukraine no. and food and energy crisis. No. But green left woke fuck suits in finance who are making their business who are making it their business to squeeze every dollar out of Americans and Australians and by driving energy prices up, investing in renewable schemes that don't work. Yeah, you see, I've been really worried recently about all these windmills and fucking solar panels ending up in landfill. I mean, I've never given a fuck about landfill before, but <laughs> now I do. I bl- I blame the Dutch over those windmills. They started it all. So that's the view. Those motherfucking the, 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 Dutch. The, but that's a, yeah. The, 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 and, and it's based on so much nonsense that somehow capitalists have forgotten how to make money. Yes, <laughs> they are. They are. They're well, well across the brief. And the issue here is that you know, while I do generally believe that capitalists will sell you the rope to hang themselves, there is an economy. It does do stuff. We do need people oh, yes, to be we doing things. Need economy. We need um, because, you know, that's how working. food arrives in the supermarket and whatnot. And let's face it, if the economy crashes, which been doing a lot of Nasara research and 
people really want that, but they think it's going to be a good outcome. It's not. We starve. We eat crickets. Yep. So realistically, you know, things are functioning for a reason. North Korea in a hand in a handbasket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's just the, the view of the, the hard right now. And it's really interesting to have a look at what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, right-wing conspiracists and assorted troublemakers would have you believe the US economy is an absolute shitstorm and that big major investors, we're going to look at one of them, the biggest of them all very soon, uh, are basically uh, um, uh, through green policies, through green investments, have driven the price of fossil fuels up and are basically um, just ripping off the money out of the wallets of Americans and Australians. Yeah. They also sort of, I noticed this other thing, and this, we'll just deal with this as a brief aside, that, 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 that uh, and we actually did this on the two jacks about, a, about, about six months ago, where we started talking about the trade in yuan, the, the, um, the Chinese currency, and how it was growing, right? But that's and, and that and that's kind of true, but it's not significant at all because the greenback is still the powerhouse of the global economy. Fuck yeah. But some of these right wing conspiracists will, will point to those little growth figures in Yuan and say, Well, this is it. You know, we're being taken over. We're being taken over by the, by the Chinese in yeah. increments, right? You would be surprised to know that most of that is coming from the Russians and the Chinese. Um, conspiracy theorists may as well just be a fucking tunnel from fucking Moscow. I mean, no, really. It's also well and truly propelled by um, things like the Daily Caller, um, uh, uh, One American News Network, which is just, you know, it's basically saying our country is shit. I just want to just quickly go over this business of the yuan versus the greenback because it's yep. really interesting to see just daily trade, daily volume trade. Greenbacks, it's American currency, make up 45% of the world's currency trades. I would have thought it was more, to be honest. But the yeah. yuan makes up 1.23% yeah, of all global okay. currency trades or $142 billion US dollars daily trade. The US, yeah, okay. $2.9 Daily yeah, trade. That, that's a lot. That so is a lot. So it's 20 times the rate. And well, I forget about the, the euro <laughs> as well. Although the euro is not like a petrodollar and stuff like that, it, the idea the euro isn't pulling any weight is absurd. But I, I did think no, that... No, the euro, the the euro back, comes in second after the, after the greenback, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought would be the case. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, Ruble's I, nowhere to be found. Uh, the Australian dollar probably trading a little bit less than you are, and I didn't check that out. I can very quickly, but it's not in the top 10. Uh, the top 10, uh, uh, well, no, Australian dollar number five. There you go, Joel. Oh, that's <laughs> We're blessed. almost on the podium. That'll um, be because of resources. Though. US dollar, euro, yen. That's, yeah. the, that's the top three, pound sterling, four, Australian dollar, five. And the yuan, uh, officially called the renminbi, renminbi, yeah. Minbi uh, is is at number eight, growing but not by enough. And really, I mean, there, there are people around, certainly on the right, will say that, that the Chinese economy is bigger than the US economy now. There's no, it's not. not it's by not miles. even close. No, it's not and, even close. And 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 it, it it might seem a little bit close, but that's on Chinese GDP figures and other things, which 
not entirely reliable. Don't want to get into close. it too much, but it's yeah. not close. The when it does so, get close, it'll be a really big fucking deal, and the Americans will behave very badly as a result. I'm absolutely it, it, sure. Look, of it. It, it it may happen. It may well happen in this century, but the the, the and 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 maybe even maybe even sooner, midway midway through the century. But well, it's and, and look, there's so much that can go wrong. But the American economy is absolutely huge. It's not uh, huge. It's not great. Uh, it's fragile and terrible, and it's made of a bunch of shit. But you but wouldn't believe. You, I mean, there's you, a lot you, of it. China's China's economy is kind of in the shit house as well. I mean, this we don't is the hear other of thing. all the tragedies. We don't hear that enough in China. about it because they continue. But when you've got in, entire cities that are vacant, yeah, you've got yeah. a problem. There's you've a lot got, going on we don't talk you've about. Got, you've got a fairly serious real estate bubble waiting to burst. Yes, which a lot uh, of their largest companies are based on. So, so the company that we're having a look at is the monster of them all, the biggest investment company in the world, BlackRock. Yeah. Yep. They, uh, uh, they're bandied around a lot in the conspiracy movement due to the are. fact that they are big on the ESG thing. They go to Davos, attend the World Economic Forum. They They – sit on a shitload of money, but they are buddies of class. They're up there with the elites and they're a fantastic target for any of this sort of like fucking woke fucking lefties go woke, go broke shit because (laughs) they do like they are, they're playing the game of ESG stuff. You know, they, they, it's a bit of a game. It is, it is is, as you would expect it to be a, a company the size of BlackRock, right? And, and they've got, over $10 trillion under management. So that's how big they are. We'll talk about how big they are in the scheme of things in a minute. $10 trillion under management. Uh, <laughs> and they sell their green credentials a lot. Um, they, it's, a, it's a marketing point, though. If I can it work, is a point I invest of in ethical uh, in stuff. I've got a couple of the share things just to, you know, make sure I don't die in a toilet. And, yeah, I mean, like, you know, they're, they're good. They perform well, I suppose. You're, you're going to die in a toilet anyway. Well, I'm going to sell the shares beforehand. I'm going to die in a nice toilet. I have <laughs> it no might be your well. toilet, it's but fucked. it will be a toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nah, um, look, I'm headed that way too. I'm going Elvis. It's, you know, every now and then when I'm backing one out, I think, yeah, I could go. I could go right now. I'll be yeah, Elvis. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, BlackRock, uh, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink is the bet noir of the conspiracy right. Guess why, Joel? Oh, let me think. Um, because <laughs> yeah, George uh, he, Soros mean can ring any bells with yeah. you. Uh, uh, I was trying is, to think of um, the, the yeah. most like the most ridiculous way of putting it that isn't really anti-Semitic and awful. Oh, um, no, 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 no. We're not being anti-Semitic, but they attack him personally. He's a billionaire, by the way. Yeah. And he's actually expressed a bit of astonishment at this, he, it, it, the, the sort of criticisms that have come his way um, uh, are, are so personal. He said, you know, because he's a hard-nosed businessman. Yeah, he's and, not and, used to the Soros goes, treatment. Isn't it, isn't it supposed to be about the business and, and what mm-hmm. we're doing? But no, nope. it's all directed at me. This is, why I'm, this is why he sort of struggles about it. It got to the point where a number of the southern states um, actually cancelled um, um, public works that BlackRock were doing that were, that yeah, were, that were going really? to be doing, and it cost them Fuck. something like $4 billion in um, BlackRock cost them something like $4 billion, and you think that's quite a blow. But yes. BlackRock just kind of shrugged it all off and, and made $280 billion from other state-driven 
other states-driven capital works programs yeah. in the US. So it's not really go work, go broke on that one. No, and no. Not all those go work, broke, go work, um, um, go broke um, memes are just and boycotts are just absolute garbage. You know, we yeah. saw that. We saw that with the uh, with the Bud Light campaign, and you oh, have ridiculous. a look at at uh, Anheuser Brewing's um, Anheuser AB's uh, market cap and share price now. Still, you know, basically it, it, it's twice what it was a year ago. Yeah, and it's look, it's fine. You know, like apparently, generally speaking, the stock price is fine. I'm having a look at it now, it's just been coasting. Apparently, their volumes of drinks is really like actually no, it's it's gone up quite. A, I know. Yeah, it's it's. I know. I had a look at it. I had. A, I haven't had a look at it today, but I have had a look at. Um, uh, and you're talking about Anheuser AB. Yeah. Um, and, and what's their market cap? Because that uh, was one of the big headlines. Oh, market cap's just down by one hundred and twenty-eight point five seven five billion dollars. Yeah, and, they'll be fine. And they were judging that on. I were judging on what, what had happened in a week sort of thing. But if you look at the market cap of that company, capitalisation, which is essentially what the company is worth, yeah, um, uh, it, it's it's basically it was below a hundred billion a year ago. Bud Light sales volume fell 21.4% in April. Hurt by transgender backlash is a new story here. And mm-hmm. the company, which is now like this like fucking, you know, South, it's not South Africa anymore. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, the Belgian, just fucking conglomerate. Yeah, they don't Belgium, care. Yeah. It's one of their many brands now. Sorry, America, you sold out because capitalism's good. And now you've realized that all the icons are owned by other countries. You never thought that would happen. <laughs> and, and they're just going to rebrand a whole bunch of stuff, right? You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Bud Light now with penis. Uh, and, and, yeah, and, and there's Bush Light, which is the same fucking drink. It's just remarketed. And apparently some yep. fucking dickhead was like, oh, no, I'm not going to have that. I'll have a Bush Light. And it's just like, that's the same Mate. beer. Yeah. It's just, Moron. It's, it's actually, yeah, there was some real, really funny stuff. I think Kid Rock got on too. Yeah, the Kid Rock nut- thing, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't Bush Light, but that wasn't Bush no, that was, Light. That was Bud Light. That was Bud Light. He shot the Bud no, Light. No, he shot he- up the Bud Light, but then he then he uh, started drinking another beer, but that also had links to trans. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he was into Coors, I think. It might have been, yeah. Coors is been. gay as fuck. They do all sorts of really good <laughs> shit, and they did it way before it was cool. I got full respect for those guys. The, but, like, you know, like you know, they're, they're, they're born in the Rockies. They're, they're so people. this is where we're going with these boycotts. I mean, we'll, we'll get back to BlackRock now, Joel. You know, as I say, $10 trillion under management. A lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And when it comes down to it, it's just – it's so bloody big that according to a paper published in the Boston University Law Review that it and just two other companies could control more than a third of shareholder votes in the S&P 500 within five years. That's Which just staggering. means your dick is huge. <laughs> it's you a can, big swinging penis. You can really make decisions. So, And this is the thing because that sort of size means that if they decide that ESG is going to be a thing, well, ESG is going to be a thing. Because they're the ones who decide what happens in shareholder yeah. meetings. Look, so- the, the, the truth about ESG is it does really have a lot of that feel-good stuff about it and marketing, as you say, Joe. Yep, so it's yep. kind of an imperfect vehicle. I still like it, but you know. Mis- misunderstood and easy to attack. Well, yeah. The term was conceived two decades ago at the United Nations. Boom. <laughs> yeah. The United Nations. We'll get on to their pedo groomers in world, the World Health Organization. According to uh, Tony Winnie, uh, Malcolm yeah, Roberts. Yeah, we will get to that uh, shortly. We? But uh, yeah, United Nations. And and 
And that was because the United Nations started thinking, well, nations aren't moving quickly enough on climate change. Yeah. So here's something that we need to everything's need to a market mechanism start these days. Talking to big corporations, big yeah. funds, investors, yeah, uh, all about. But it is a bit amorphous. It is a typical shit on the United Nations sort of thing. You know, a bit amorphous, a bit of this, bit of that. A bit you know, let's have more women in the boardroom. Not saying that's a bad thing, but it's a lot different to um, uh, greening up your your balance sheet. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, so, you know, so ESG became a sort of proud thing of Larry uh, of, of Larry Fink and and BlackRock. Um, yeah. Um, but it's not or not always that easy, Joe. No, no. So, like, there's a quote from this guy, Doug Chia, who's a fellow at the Center for Corporate Law and Governance at Rutgers Law School in New Jersey. That was a long fucking qualification, my friend, which is basically saying this. So I don't want to steal this. This is my idea because it's not. The problem is it is a mashup of so many issues because not yes. all of them apply to every company. But it became a perfect pretext for politicians who want to talk about the culture war and work agendas. Sums there you it up go. fucking perfectly because that's well the exact said, thing. Doug. Well said, Doug. I mean, it really is. The issue that I hate about it is that you really don't know what it means. Do you have four women in a boardroom and now I'm meant to invest in your company because I feel like I'm you know, making the world a better place? Or mm-hmm. are you actually doing something that's making a difference to the world on a global scale? I don't fucking know. But just as a side note, when it comes to all this sort of woke agenda stuff, I have to say that seeing these pr- like products that like right-wing conservatives proudly now sell, claiming not to be woke, I mean... Does that actually mean like no chicks in the boardroom? Will they have like a picture being like, <laughs> see a black guy? Fuck him, we'll fire him. Like, are they proudly I saying, know. oh yeah, we've got lots of pigs. We, we breed pigs and we put their shit in rivers. The re- like, I know they hate globalization, but, but globalization is is like, you know, basically um, swearing at the tides for coming in. Mm, you know, mm. there, there, there's... there's uh, Trade's the, a thing. The time to stop globalization uh, was a long time ago, it, if yeah. indeed it was a bad thing. Globalization has actually put food on a lot of tables. Uh, it sucks for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, there. but yeah. There's, there's um, reasons and, and that it I comes with its own set of problems, of course, but... Yeah. Definitely. But what these what clowns are actually enough? suggesting is is actually antithetical to a to a uh, to a, to a sound, solid, profitable working economy in a nation like the United States or indeed in Australia. It's, Mental. it's a complete it's, antithesis of it. It's bizarre. And yeah, it just it just baffles me when someone says like you we've got the anti woke beer. It's like what do you like donate? some profit to the NRA? Like, what is you, what is your thing? Like, what, what makes you so anti-woke? And, like, at what point do you start thinking, hold on a second, I can, I can really break some laws here. Maybe I can just rip <laughs> off my investors because I'm anti-woke. I don't actually have any social responsibility at all. Yeah. Fucking gibberish. So yeah, I guess I'm a cunt. We'll get to the question of where this is all sort of starting, where this all sort of emanates, this sort of criticism that drives these kind of boycotts that are driven in turn by social media. Anyway, Tarek Fancy, he was BlackRock's former Chief Investment Officer for Sustainable Investing. He said the irony is that ESG had been largely hollowed out before the right latched onto it, with firms slapping the label onto run-of-the-mill funds to mislead progressive investors. 
So he says it's all a big joke, right? Yeah. He compared ESG to the lifeless body in the movie Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> with conservative act- activists propping it up to give the appearance that it was a living menace. Yeah, okay. And where's all this stuff come from, Joel? Well, this is really interesting. So there's a group called Consumers Research, so ambiguous and mm, non-threatening. Consumers, yeah, that's mm, us. I love consumers, you know. They're researching cool. for us. What could possibly go wrong? They have spent more than $4 million attacking BlackRock, which is an interesting target considering they're probably a little bit bigger than you. Mm-hmm. It's ominous ads accuse Fink of using his clout to lock Americans into a hellscape of high energy costs while he endangers the nation with his own lucrative business deals in China. Like he's got like a side play China. going on or something. No. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. So this is a familiar playbook. You might recognize it from the very similar playbook they have against progressive billionaires like George Soros and Mike Bloomberg. Yep. And it's that thing of these like elitist globalists who are expanding their power by taking away yours, your freedom, your your money, your food. You're going to eat yeah. crickets. And, I mean, of course, it goes without saying, you know, like Fink is, is Jewish. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it really does tend to fall into anti-Semitic sort of trope hole. But I do think that, generally speaking, any company or force that tries to push profitable corporations into less profit to do good by society will get a kickback from greedy old men, <coughs> Daniel Morrison tells us all about this, uh, and and we'll get fucking shot for it. So yeah, who is behind who is behind this? Because this is one of the things I think we should flesh out hard in future episodes. Who is generally speaking who, who behind funds, who, who came up with the four million? And and if you if you're about to go back just a step, if you're a, a, a good at PR, good at connecting with media, four million dollars is actually quite a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, no, fuck yeah. Oh, you can do a lot with it. Because you yeah. know a lot of media is going to play into it. If you uh, send out now, we've got an interview here. You can just send out a uh, press release to a, most Accusing outlets. Larry Fink of, uh, of eating babies at Davos. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, 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 I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, they obviously don't say that. But consumer no. research, drumroll, is entirely funded by the fossil fuel lobby. Oh, surprise, Wouldn't surprise. You just know it. Heartland Institute, people like that. Yeah, all that sort of, all that sort of carry on. And, and oil money. you know, they're effective PR sellers, they're effective marketers, so they can get this sort of stuff because, you know, surprise, surprise, billionaires aren't loved. Yes, uh, yes. By and often just about reason. anybody. And if you yeah. want to get into the market right, then you start pointing your finger at one uh, Jewish. Billionaires and a Jewish woke billionaire, Jewish billionaires who are going woke. You know, you're going to get an audience making your children trans. Well, don't worry, they don't really give a shit about your children, uh, because they're not green after all. Uh, we left this for a bit of a a spoiler at the end. Uh, this is all a smokescreen, yeah. BlackRock, admittedly, it's a big fund, of course, you're not going to be perfect on all fronts, but. It is shrieking this ESG shit from the fucking mountaintops. And it may not be surprising to you that it actually funds more coal mines, more oil fields, more gas fracking sites than any one single company on earth. So I don't know if they really woke, uh, which is sort of disappointing, but not surprising because capitalism is capitalism. But that's the thing. I mean, like BlackRock is accused by critics on the right of this sort of fervor for green energy that pushed corporations into these costly initiatives 
risky ones sometimes, and this obsession with ESG that is played into its clients, this is the tricky one, losing $1.7 trillion when the market slid in early 2022. They did lose $1.7 which and, you would have to say is fairly careless. Would you look behind the uh, the couch cushions? Because that, yeah. Be, How big is your be couch? There, $1.7 trillion, that's a yeah. lot of dough. It's a but lot then of a lot of companies got belted. It wasn't. Exactly. It, you cannot say. Uh, in in uh, in early 20, 2022, the markets got belted really hard then, uh, and you cannot say that this is as a result of bad, you know, bad in a green company that choices. big. It's hard to say what is what. All you can say is that they did have a bad time, and that's a similar thing to this Bud Light thing. If you want to say that's all because of ESG, you can. If you want to say it's nothing to do with it, you can as well because it's so ambiguous. But when it comes down to it, like I mean. ESG can help returns by encouraging investment and doing this sort of thing. It can hurt returns by doing things that are more socially responsible, i.e. more expensive. Perish the fucking thought. Often, yeah, but we also know that, you know, basically Europe in particular is going green and and there's a real um, pressure on them to do it quickly because of the Ukrainian conflict, because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, they don't really have an option. It meant that, yeah, Europe, which had got fat and lazy on cheap Russian energy, now needs to change the mix very, very quickly in order to sustain its manufacturing base, particularly in places like Germany, Italy and France. France hasn't actually been hit that hard by energy prices because, one, it's uh, national, it has nationalised its its electricity um, uh, delivery yeah, companies exported to the world, and two. While they've had some problems, um, normally around uh, heated river systems, they have I think seventy percent of their electricity is generated by nuclear power. Yeah, if you want to go build nuclear power, you've got to talk to the French or the South Koreans. They're the yeah. only ones okay. really worth talking to at the moment on that. But yeah, that's it. It hasn't hit them that hard because of the nuclear stuff. However, they did have to shut down some of their plants or indeed reduce their output because the river systems during that heat wave uh, in the northern hemisphere, uh... uh, north uh, western hemisphere, in um, uh, in uh, well. The, pretty much this time last year, um, <clears throat> then uh, they had to shut them down. There are, you know, once 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 the river systems get up to around 28 degrees, that's water temperature, which is quite high. That's very warm. Uh, then it just won't cool. Um, yeah. That water can be cooled. You know, it's not touching anything that's re- radioactive. It water can be cooled and then put straight back into the river system. Um, but um, it used to cool. Um, uh, but um, if if it's a too high temperature, then it won't cool, and then that's you've got yeah, So that was a bit of a problem for the Russian, uh, sorry, for the French nuclear uh, energy system. They're building one in the UK just to tell, just to explain anyone who thinks about large capacity generators, uh, nuclear generators are, are a good thing. You just have to look at the situation in the UK where there is one being built in Somerset. It's an adjunct to another electricity generator, non-nuclear. It was announced in, I'm going to say, 2004. It is not yet complete. And it's cost £60 billion. Oh, dear. So seems like you, a you, and, and it will contribute to that once it's online, whew, maybe next year, probably not, but the, and, and maybe the one after that. Fuel rods haven't been delivered. Nothing's ready yet. Um, uh, but uh, once once that once it is up and running, it will prov- provide thirteen percent of of UK's um, 
electricity. And that's just not enough for a $60 billion investment. It's a lot of money. That took, 20, <laughs> that took more than 20 years to build. 20 fucking years. That's why nuclear doesn't work, folks. It's not that it's dangerous necessarily. And some of these small modular reactors may be an answer in the energy mix. But it's not just that, you know, it's not nothing to do with, with emissions, although it's not zero emitting, but it is a very low emission. Lesser, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the issue is that it is one not it is one expensive and two in an Australian river or water system totally unreliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, I just wanted to suggest one end that uh, Westpac would have a very significant ESG division. Yep. Announced their half-year profit. Tons uh, of checks in that just company. Last Tons week. of Up checks. 22% on estimates on, on their yeah. budget. Up 22%. They're roaring. ESG's so they working out for them. Woke? $4 billion uh, net after-tax profit. There you go. Yeah, see. Driven mainly by interest rates. Yes, of course, of course. Um, but uh, having a uh, – was it Westpac that had Gail Kelly as CEO for a while? Yes, yes, slit indeed. throats and fucking killed it? Because she's a genius, they were, you know. They, were being, they weren't being very woke at all for a while there. No, no, <laughs> they weren't no, being they... woke. weren't being sufficiently woke. Um, yeah. But look, and anyone who's listening today struggling with their mortgage payment can at least can at least uh, um, uh, find some solace that shareholders will be okay. Just made four billion dollars net after tax profit <laughs> in a half year. <laughs> Um, excellent uh, work from everyone at Westpac. Well done. Well done, uh, guys. God, it's great that you're wealthy and we're not. Yeah, um, thanks. Joel, we have to ask in this the uh, in this hour, what is it, their second and third billionth um, uh, <coughs> premium episode? Yes. We have to like ask that. the question because the question needs to be asked, who is the biggest lunatic in the federal parliament? I know who my money's on. Well, it's a Melbourne Cup field. There's no doubt about it. But I've cut down to four. Uh, and then I, I, I got a bit of a list going. Got, got the four. The Liberals, Alex Antic, Jared Rannick, an Ooh, LMP member who sits yeah. in the Liberal Party <laughs> room. Hello, hello, Jared. Yep. He seems to be obsessed with me. I'd have a problem. Yes. You'd have to have a problem. Uh, and then uh, Paula Hansen's One Nation's very own Malcolm Roberts and a late starter who is finishing on strong with some, with some of his very own brand of idiocy, Ralphie Babbitt's. Yeah, Zip's got a lot of room room in there. Look at those other three. Ralphie Babbitt's got a long way to go because, let's face it, he is an absolute OED definition of an an idiot. He's he's a moron. But he he speaks fluent moron, which is very good. Yeah, I don't know that he does. I don't know that he does in the way that sort of Monty does, for example. Monty he- speaks really well. Actually, there's a quote in here about the Monash thing later, and I think I got you to read it. If not, I'm going to highlight one of my favourite, subtle but beautiful Monica failures. Mon talking idiot. Yeah. She just Mon- can't Mon write. I think she's dyslexic, and I think if she owned that, I would I would never give her any more shit. Not as to break too far off this. If she came out and just said, look. I have dyslexia and it's been a challenge in my life and sometimes I'll write things and they might not look right, but you know what? They don't look right to me either. And I'll be like, look, respect, man. I think you're a fuckwit, but I'm never going to punch down on you on that. But you know what? No. She's just like bumbling through her life like a proud moron thinking that the rest of the world is just a little bit too smart and needs to really rein it in. 